0: Hello, and welcome to One Real Good Thing, where we dive into one thing you can do today to propel your life in a healthy direction. I'm your host, Ellie Krieger. Now, up until this point on this podcast, we've talked about food and nutrition, which makes sense since I'm a culinary nutritionist, but I have long thought of wellness as a three-legged stool where nutrition, activity, and lifestyle are all essential and support each other in wellness. So, in this episode, we're talking about one way to build more movement into your life. My guest is Dr. Nadia Swedan, a physical medicine and rehabilitation specialist in private practice in New York City, and author of the Active Woman's Health and Fitness Handbook, Women's Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation, and more. Dr. Swedan's one real good thing is to get together for a walk which is a much more impactful activity than you might realize. Listen, Dr. Nadia Sweden, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm thrilled to introduce all my listeners to you because we have been friends for a long time. We started off working together, actually, at a wonderful kind of wellness program that integrated all different disciplines of health. And we got to know each other and became friends. But I still call you Dr. Nadia when I refer to you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing that because you're you're still my Dr.
1: Nadia. Thank you, Ellie. It's an honor.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here. And and I really am excited to talk about this topic today. So your one real good thing is to get together for a walk. Yeah. And this is it's so meaningful to me because during the lockdown, this was one thing, you know, sometimes there's silver linings, right? Yes. And I, I try to look for them whenever possible. Yeah. And one of the silver linings for me was that one of the things I did instead of getting together with people for a meal or a drink is we got together for a walk because we didn't want to, or we couldn't be inside anywhere together. Right. And we did that, you and I together. Yeah. And I- And I also did it regularly with my friend Chadwick, which I posted about a lot online. But one of the things I want to keep doing that, and it was so um, invigorating and wonderful, and it was just fabulous to walk with you. And it's one of the things I want to keep doing, even when this whole mess is over and, and life is back to normal. I want it to be Something that I continue with, and I I hope everyone else does too. But one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on today to talk about this is because I started thinking, well, okay, this is great and it's invigorating, but does it really count as exercise? Is it how good is it for you? Why should we do this? Why do you think, from your perspective as a physician who works in this field, why is this healthy? Is it actually
1: exercise? Uh Super duper healthy. It's healthy in so many ways. And it's so funny that organization that we used to be at together, they used to do jogs together all the time. And now, how many years later? 20 something years later, jogging is so hard on the joints and walking is so much better. And that used to be social. And this is even more social because now you're exercising at a pace where you can also have a conversation. And that's the key to being able to do it for longer, which sustains your endurance and increases your happiness and your mood, you know, because they actually say that if you get an hour of exercise a day, it actually works as well as antidepressant drugs. And again, there's so many other benefits physically and specific health that could be measured, such as blood pressure and bone strength that happen when you walk.
0: I mean, it's so remarkable that something so pleasurable Yeah, do all that good for you. And I think it's really interesting, the mood aspect of it, because I think, especially I think probably some of the research shows that even if you just walk alone, you're getting those benefits. Absolutely. Um, And then I think, though, if you walk outside versus inside on a treadmill, you're getting even more mood. Totally. boosting well, It's better
1: for your joints anyway, to be walking in a normal motion rather than on a repetitive treadmill. But again, the outdoor air again for the mental health aspects, and then also the sunlight and the vitamin D and preventing seasonal affective disorder um, and the fresh air, just getting clean air into your lungs. All of those have been proven to be so overall beneficial, both mentally and physically.
0: It's amazing. And then when you're doing it with someone, I always feel like I walk twice as long if I'm walking with a friend, like you and I walk around the reservoir in Central Park. And if I'm by myself, I walk around that once. Yeah, But we walked around it a couple of times and it just felt like the time flew by.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because and also, you know, you can use it as a mini therapy session because you're with a really close friend who's been through this, that and the other and or you're catching up on last week's conversation. I have a standing walking date with a friend once a week. And it's so awesome because we only usually have a limited hour, but we just pick up where we left off the next time. And it's so wonderful.
0: And I think like that, like, you know, when you're in a car with kids, they talk to you because yeah. there's something about Absolutely. facing forward <laughs> that helps you talk more liber more. Yep.
1: Well, there's no really. distractions too. I mean, you have your phone in your pocket. You're not going to get your phone out in the middle of a walk. You're just focused on, you know, the nice, beautiful environment outside and the person that you're walking with. It's really ideal.
0: So there's all those social benefits, all those uh, mental, emotional benefits. But what about the physical benefits? Like so you t- you touched on some of that, but what are some of the physical benefits of walking? And adjacent to that, or connected to that, is how fast do we have to walk? You know, I think you have some advice about that.
1: Yeah. So you want to walk at a comfortable pace. You don't want to overexert yourself because then you're going to last what five or 10 minutes and you want it to be an endurance activity. Endurance being more than 20 minutes, basically. So you want to set aside that amount of time. 20 minutes is kind of short if you're meeting a friend, but even if you have 30 minutes and even if you can just do 20 minutes, it's better than nothing. Um, But that endurance gets your heart going and your lungs working and your circulation going in a way that just sitting around, sitting at your desk, Desk or sitting across the table for someone having a meal does not do and it is actually proven to improve circulatory health, which is heart health, which is what keeps us alive. Um, walking in and of itself, whether you're with a friend or not has been proven to improve longevity. So people that walk on a regular basis live longer, New Yorkers actually live longer because we walk so much. It's amazing for weight maintenance. And you know, not that we have to all be super skinny, but you don't want to be overweight either because that puts too much stress on your bones and your heart. So to manage that is an incredible part of your health and blood pressure. So, you know, heart and blood pressure, those are kind of number, the top things that doctors look for when they're assessing your overall health. And it has been shown time and time again, that's just the walking, but also being outdoors reduces blood pressure. It's all the blood sugars, blood sugars too are are very well managed by walking.
0: Oh, sure. So that's like a whole laundry list. I mean, it sounds like kind of a miracle thing, right? It really is. And I love that it doesn't necessarily feel like exercise in some ways, but you say, I love this. You've talked to me before about this this level, you know, on a scale of one to 10, kind of, you can determine how fast to walk that's really optimal for you that makes it optimal for your health. So can you dig into that a little
1: Exactly. So there's something called a Borg rate of perceived exertion, which physiologists have established to, and there's scales everywhere in medicine to sort of determine um, what would otherwise be subjective measures, you know, because, you know, for me, I might be walking at a, oh, you know, three mile an hour pace versus somebody else could walk a five mile an hour pace. And for me, that might be the same amount of fitness as the five mile walk pace. So Borg rate of perceived desertion is basically how hard you're breathing and whether you can have a conversation is actually one of the measures. So zero is you're just being a slug. You're not moving at all. You're not even moving your upper body. Basically you're asleep. 10 is you can't even take a breath. You're struggling. You want to just lay down on the floor. You're so exhausted. So like after you finish a marathon or something, but where we want to be is between five and six, which is you can have about a three sentence conversation, you know, maybe more four or five. It depends on how much exercise you really want to begin. Getting, but anywhere between a four and a six. So, four is you can probably speak in paragraphs. And you know, you're breathing a little bit hard, but it's not really interfering with your conversation. Six is more like you're saying sort of three sentence spurts and you're really kind of puffing it, which actually works, you know, it's kind of good. It keeps you from repeating things too much and makes your conversation very efficient.
0: (laughs) Very much more give and take. And and it's good to find someone who has a similar walking pace to you or level of fitness, but that's not always the case. And sometimes if you meet someone who of um, if you want to walk with someone who's a little slower than you, I guess, then you get to talk more. So that's, that's good.
1: <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all the pace I walk at socially, because I know that just, you know, the, just the act of being outside. And if you, even if you're just hoping it for a mile or a mile and a half, that's a mile or a mile and a half more than you're walking ever otherwise. And you're getting all those other wonderful benefits. They still happen, even if it's a half a mile, yep. you know, it, they happen.
0: And I really hardly ever think about calories, but I always find this interesting that if you walk a mile or you run a mile, you burn the same number of calories.
1: Yeah, that's pretty so, awesome.
0: So, I mean, I don't really think about calories in general, but I do think like, oh, it doesn't really matter how fast you do it. I find that to be kind of that's a absolutely relief.
1: true. There have been some studies, though, that suggest that a walking brisk pace actually puts you into more of a fat-burning zone than if you were to run that amount. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, yeah.
0: Interesting. Um, and so let's talk about, so I'm, I think everyone's convinced, you know, set up a walking date. And that's not to say- That it's not amazing and wonderful to share a meal or meet for drinks or meet for a coffee. That's wonderful too. But I think this is a whole other realm of getting together that people may have not explored as much as they could Um, in any season, really, because you can just all bundle up in the winter. And with that, what kinds of equipment should we think about getting for walking on a regular basis?
1: Well, the beauty of that is there really isn't a lot of equipment you need. I mean, it's your basic everyday clothes you're going to wear when you go outside anyway, based on the temperature, you probably want to wear more layers and lighter gear than you would if you were, you know, walking your dog or whatever. But, um, and I'm always, you know, wearing layers and wearing, tying something around my waist if I get warm, um, you want to wear sunscreen, sunscreen all year long. That's really good to protect yourself from uh, any kind of skin cancer. And you want to think about the light exposure. So if it's dusk, you want to wear something reflective or even maybe consider just turning your flashlight on, on your phone and kind of swinging it in your arm so that you have something to illuminate yourself. Shoes are super important. I'm kind of really stressed shoe wear because that's what hits the ground first. And people's walking injuries usually have to do with your feet or knees or ankles. And the more cushioning you have, the less likely you're going to have a problem. And also the more stable your shoe is as well. So I like to just, you know, make sure that you have about an inch of cushioning in that shoe. It doesn't have to be expensive, um, but it has to be comfortable and shoes should actually be replaced about every three to six months based on how much you walk in them. Because even if they look new, they have lost their cushioning. Um, you can also get away with buying insoles to extend the life of your shoe a little bit more. But um, yeah. And then what goes inside a shoe is a good sock. You want to make sure that that sock fits, isn't slipping down, doesn't have little knobbies in it, doesn't have holes in it, so you don't get blisters.
0: Great advice. And I know I'm personally overdue for some new shoes. I just wow. sort of wear them until they look completely flat and squished ah. down. So wow. I need to go get some. Um, and then also bringing water, right? less water That's, for sure. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. a bottle of water. And, and it is the beauty of it that you don't need a lot, but just considering some of those clothing elements are important and interesting about the sunscreen. So wearing sunscreen, but even though you're wearing sunscreen, you'll still get the vitamin D benefits.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. After 15 minutes, basically.
0: Because you don't, you, you just need a little bit of your skin exposed. Even if like your hands are exposed, you'll get some vitamin D, right?
1: Yep. They'll say 15 minutes on hands and face three times a week is what you need.
0: So Okay. Good to know. I knew you would have loads of helpful information oh. about this and it's great to talk with you. And next yes, time we talk, somehow. I want it to be a walk, right? Oh, um, yay. Yes. Uh, I, I look forward to that. And I didn't know if there's anything else you wanted to add before we, we say goodbye
1: here. Well, you know, just remember that it is one of the ultimate fitness activities and I'm all about fitness and being healthy and having overall, you know, fitness. So if I ask people if they exercise and they say they walk, I'm like, great, that's great. I love that you're walking. Make sure you're doing it at least 20 to 30 minutes, five days a week, and add just a little bit of strength training and stretching just 10 minutes and then you're done. So you've had your social aspect and your fitness aspect and you're good. It's awesome. It's so doable
0: and fun. Yeah,
1: super.
0: (laughs) Thanks so much. And
1: uh, I'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you're inspired to plan a walk with a friend right now. Go to ellicrieger.com to learn more about Dr. Nadia Swidan, and join me next time for another one real good thing.